Hello, and welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast with Pastor Danny Anderson. It is a new year. Welcome, welcome. Happy New Year. Love it, love it. I cannot wait for us to hear what you have today for us. Every year, we want to start out, we want to have the best year. We want to have like New Year's resolutions or goals. And you have a kind of a different take for us today. I do, I do, actually. You know, this is the time of the year we usually talk about setting New Year's resolutions and mm-hmm. goals. And I usually give some instruction on how to do that and how to follow through. And uh, But we're going to take a little bit of a different approach this year. That's wonderful. I like having a new and fresh lens for this year coming off of last year. And the we'll just call it surprises that we got along the way. Yeah. Um, but today we're going to talk about questions. Yes. And uh, let's dive right in. So tell us a little bit about what you're thinking uh, for this new year and questions. So I just got back from, uh, we ended the year, my family and I ended the year with a week vacation mm-hmm. uh, in Florida. And I was just doing some reflecting. I love to reflect on how the yeah. year went. And one of the things that I've been doing for a couple of years, just intuitively, is just asking a lot of questions mm. about how things went and how's my life going and mm-hmm. uh, how's my marriage going and how's the church? You know, we lead a church together. Yeah. Um, and so I got to thinking, you know what? I think that the asking questions in the beginning of the year may be as effective or maybe even more effective than mm-hmm. setting goals and, and uh, setting resolutions and making plans to change your life. Uh, because questions have this unique power to kind of make you stop in your tracks and rethink your life. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I, and when we don't ask questions, we just keep moving forward and doing the same thing over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I wrote these four questions down while I was in Florida and I started asking myself these questions just to, to kind of try to trigger some motivations, some insight into, uh, you know, creating a better year in 2021. There's actually an Mm. article called The Surprising Power of Questions Mm. from in the Harvard Business Review. And we could maybe put a link uh, in the the show notes notes about that. And in the article, uh, it's a great article. It covers a a ton of information. But one of the things they said in there is that uh, every executive of an organization uh, normally finds themselves asking questions because right. because you need data, you need information in order to make decisions. And when you ask questions, you're constantly learning. Mm-hmm. You're learning the information that you need to make better decisions and better choices. And and I've I've kind of felt that over the years in my life. Like I I ask a ton of questions here at yeah. church in my life and at home with my children. Uh, did you do your homework? You know, yeah, just yeah. I'm I'm always questioning people because I'm gathering information. And so I just ask. I need to ask. I think we need to ask ourselves some important critical questions in order to create the changes that we want to make. I think that that resonates with me from an executive level, like the article says, but then also from a spiritual level too. Um, We know not every listener is a Christ follower, but being a Christ follower, uh, Jesus asked a lot of questions. He did. You and I have talked about that, um, that, that he brought questions into every scenario I love the way that you're um, framing it for us, that it takes us off autopilot, that you're not just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. So what questions would you have us ask this year? So I think the first question, and this is specific for the beginning of the year, again, around this time where we're trying to make changes in our life, whether that's losing weight or quitting smoking or spending more time with our family or getting more organized, whatever our New Year's resolutions are, Mm -hmm. we need, I think we need to ask ourselves this first question, which is, are you ready? Mm. Are you really ready to make this change? 
because change is incredibly difficult. Change is painful. It's very hard to make significant changes in your life. And I think a lot of times what we do in the beginning of the year, and I've done this myself many times, is we talk ourselves into this this, uh, mindset that, well, I'm going to you know, be different and I'm going to have this, the best year ever. And I'm Mm going to finally, you know, lose the weight or whatever. But I don't really think we, we understand where we're at. Mm -hmm. Are we actually ready to do the things that, that it would take to lose the weight or to get more organized or to make more money or whatever it is that we're trying Mm -hmm. to accomplish? Um, Change is very difficult. What I'm really asking is, are, are you ready to change your habits? Oh my goodness, it is so difficult to let go of some of our negative habits that yeah. are stopping us. I'm really asking, are you ready to put in the hours of work it's going to take mm. to make that change? Are you willing to go see the counselor? Are you willing to let go of some of those friends that are holding you back? Mm. Are you willing to stop making excuses? That's huge. Are you willing to take 100% responsibility of your life? Like if this is going to happen this year, then I have to take responsibility and stop blaming other people. Am I totally disgusted with my current reality, Mm. right? The quote says, you know, people don't change until the pain of staying the same exceeds the pain of change. So that's actually how you know you're ready. Yes. that quote again. And what's the quote one more time? Yeah. People change when the pain of staying the same exceeds the pain of change. Mm. There is a cost to changing. And I think we have to ask ourselves, am I ready to pay that cost? I, I, for years, uh, you know this, I used to set a goal to write a book Yes, <laughs> and I've probably done it for over a decade and I would convince myself that, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. You know, I want to do this and I'm finally going to write a book and, you know, I don't have a book. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the reason, the reason why, and there's many reasons why, but one of the biggest reasons is I'm not ready to write a book. Sure. I'm not ready to pay the costs and overcome the you know interruptions and right. and stick to it and really learn how to do it and reach out to a publisher. I'm just not ready to put in that time right. that it takes to publish to write and publish a book. And so, you know, I've just stopped making that goal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so because I've answered the question. I'm here's the answer. I'm not ready. Right. Right. Okay. Well, that's that's a very vulnerable <laughs> example that you just gave. But you can look at your life and know that there there are places in your life where the pain either got to you or yeah, yes. Where I mean, because you have a lot of success in other areas that you must have at some point been ready for to move on that. Sure. I, the one one example that comes to mind is. Years ago, uh, when I was a high school pastor at Emmanuel Church, um, we were so young, so naive, and we were our finances were just all all out of whack. Mm-hmm. And we were, we mm-hmm. were spending all everything that was coming in. We were tithing; that was yeah. the one thing we were doing. But um, we were spending every dime that was that was coming in our house. And, and mm-hmm. I never forget; I had a, a a friend come and visit me, and and he made some very uh, honest observations about our lifestyle. And he said basically that we couldn't afford all the things that we were doing. We had a new car, we had a new house, mm. we were doing all these things. And um, at first I was offended, you know, I was, yeah. but then he explained, you know, if you stay on this path of spending everything that comes in and you don't invest and you don't save, then you're, you're not going to pay for college. You're not going to be able to retire. Oh, that's good. And he showed me the pain that would, I would face in the future. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. I don't want to pay that cost. 
And so I, I made the switch. I was ready to right. switch up our budget. And so we sold the car, we reduced our budget, we basically um, sold everything. Right. <laughs> everything that we could sell, as Dave Ramsey says, apart from the kids. Right. Exactly. We didn't sell the kids. <laughs> but we, we, we cut the credit cards up, we stopped going out to eat, we got rid of cable television. And I knew I was ready because I saw the pain that I was going to face in the future. Right. And so we followed the seven uh, baby steps from Dave Ramsey, and we're in a much, much different place all these years later because uh, I was ready. I so should say you, we were ready, my wife and I both. So you do feel like the being deciding, yes, I am ready, stepping into that, that you reap the benefits from it now? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. We're, we're in a far, far different place today financially because we paid that price on the front end. Oh, that's really good. That's good. All right. What's another question for the need? So number one, yeah, are you ready? Number two, where are you? This hmm. is such a, a simple question, but I think we just overlook it. I think we were map human beings are masters at self-deception. Mm. We fool ourselves into thinking that things are not as bad as they really are. And we're really not at that bad of a place. Yeah. Uh, the, the quote goes like this. If you don't know where you are, you can't get to where you're going. Hmm. I've heard someone explain it like this. If, if someone is, who's never been to your house is on their way to your house, a yeah. friend, right? But they don't know where you live. And they text you or call you and say, hey, I'm on your way to your house. I'm on my way to your house. How do I get there? Right. Your first question is what? Where are you coming from? Yeah, where, where are, are you? Yeah. Where Are you coming from the north? Are you coming from the south, east, west? Like, I can't tell you how to get to my house if you don't I tell don't me where you yeah. are. So, so this is why when you go into a, a, a mall, they have the map up there and <laughs> there is a red dot. It yeah. says, you are here. Because it doesn't matter where Calvin Klein is or, or finding that or whatever store you're looking for if you don't know where you are in the mall. Exactly. So, the, so the, this question helps us to really look at, you know, where am I physically, spiritually, emotionally, mm-hmm. financially? What's the truth about my location or my mm. condition right now? And if we can get serious about that, then we can actually build upon something strong, a strong foundation, and we can take steps to move somewhere better. Yeah, I think the difficulty, do you think, I guess I should ask it in a question, do you think the guilt, the difficulty is... Um, it's really hard when it's a when it's a something you need to change on to say I'm I'm here. Mm-hmm. You have to, it takes it's a lot of safe honesty to say it too. Like I don't know, self awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, you really have to do some introspecting here, uh, introspection, and and come to grips with what's true about yourself. Like, are you addicted to alcohol? Right. Like, really? Like, be honest. Can you go a day without drinking? Like, mm. are you like, what is the real reality of the situation? And until you come to grips with the reality, you're not going to take the steps or get the help that you need to make the change. Are you addicted to sugar? Like, what is the truth of it? Yeah. A lot of people are addicted to sugar. They don't even know it. Right. Wouldn't even say they are. Right, right, right. And, right. and I do the same thing uh, with my own life. Uh, it, you know what? I'm doing this behavior. It's, it's just kind of a hobby. It's kind of fun, but it's not that bad. Oh, that's a key red flag. It's just it's a not huge that red bad. flag. You've heard people say that. Yeah. And what are, they, what are they really doing when they say that? Oh, that's the minute you know that, that something's gone wrong. They're justifying. Mm-hmm. It's justification for your behavior. That's really good. I'm it's not addicted not to my bad. cell phone. I'm not addicted to social media. I just get on a little, really? Yeah. You're checking it 75 times a day. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, just just be honest and say, I'm addicted to my cell phone. <laughs> okay, well, Pastor now, Danny calls you out on the podcast. That's me right there. But now you can work with that. Like, I do, yeah. some, pers- I do some personal coaching. You know that I'm a, a yeah, life yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can always tell the guys that I'm working with who are going to do really well because when I ask questions, and I, that's what I do, I ask mm-hmm. questions because I need to know where they are if I'm going to be able to help them. Right. If they're honest and truthful and self-aware about the current, I know they're going to do well. Yeah. Because you have to know that where you sense. are in order to get to where you want to go. So that would Ooh, be the second question. That might be the hardest question to ask yourself. I don't know. Um, what's the third question? For us? Okay, number three is what stopped you last year? We like we, okay. we set these goals and resolutions. We want to make changes and they didn't happen. Okay, what happened? We got to look back and think about the wall. How, what was the wall that we hit mm. that prevented us from actually losing the weight? Did Did life happen? And things just got busy, and so you took your eye off the ball, and you stopped exercising. Right. Or, or the you know, some people have kids. We have kids. You have kids, and the the schedule or whatever, yeah. you know, e learning, you know, or or just the, the the craziness of how the schedule was interrupted caused you to order food out because mm-hmm. you you couldn't cook healthy anymore, and so now mm-hmm. you're ordering mm-hmm. out, and your pizzas coming in, and Chinese foods coming in, or whatever. So you got off your diet. Mm-hmm. Like what was it? And so history always gives us the true story. Mm. What was the thing that blocked you or stopped you from reaching that goal last year, from getting organized? What was it? Mm. Was it a difficulty? Was it a tragedy? Did you get sick from COVID? Like, what was it? Did you have a family member who got sick? Quarantine, yeah. did quarantine mess you up? And, and, and then plan for that to happen again. Yeah. Because if we, don't, if we don't plan to overcome that obstacle in 2021, that same obstacle is right. going to get us again, and it's going to yeah. stop us. So we're going to, just going to throw us off our game. Uh, one of the biggest things that stop people, I've noticed, is, uh, and Michael Hyatt talks about this in his book, The Best Year Ever, um, or Your Best Year Ever, is, the, is this thing called limiting beliefs. And he defines a limiting belief this way. It's so good. He says, a, a limiting belief is a misunderstanding of the future that robs you I'm sorry, a misunderstanding of the past that robs you of your future. Mm. In fact, he says like this, misunderstanding of the present, sorry, of the present that shortchanges our future. So it's basically a, uh, a miscalculation of what's going on in the present, a miscalculation of your abilities. People say, oh, I can't do that. I'm not smart enough. I don't right. have enough technical skill to, right. uh, to launch a podcast or I don't know enough people just to, to, to be a real estate agent or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have these misunderstandings and because they believe those things, they don't take the actions that would help them get there. Uh, and that is a huge thing that stops people. I think so. I mean, just the phrase limiting beliefs sounds so little, but it's huge. It's huge. You, I um, have the privilege of working with our eight to twenty-four year old, eighteen to twenty-four year olds, and a lot of times, I, the, so these are students that are in college, and you'll hear, well. I have anxiety, so I'm never going to be able to lead. Or I um, I don't have any money. I'm never going to be able to finish college. Or um, I'm not sure that in my life anybody's ever going to love me. Mm-hmm. Or I'm so whatever, fill in the blank, that that's why I don't have any friends. I'm never going to have any friends. Mm-hmm. And it can start to spiral and um, it, just, it just becomes what holds you back is that belief that... Um, this one thing about you is mm-hmm. going to control the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Yeah. Um, but it's prevalent. 
I think there's, as moms, you know, like I have no patience, so I'm never going to be a good mom. And I don't know, how do you overcome that? How do you move over that brick wall that you're hitting there? You know, in the book, in the book, Hyatt talks about replacing those limiting beliefs with what he calls liberating truths. Mm. And a liberating truth is any truth that will help you overcome or hurdle the fence or hurdle the obstacle of yeah. the of the limiting belief. And so you got to hunt those lib, those liberating truths out. And they're not. It's not easy to develop those. You almost have to reprogram your mind. Uh, and so, and then this is where other people. We can talk about number four in a second. But this is where other people can come in to your mm. life mm-hmm. and give you a different perspective. Like, hey, you could do that. Yeah. Why? Why did you think you couldn't do that? You have the ability. You, you there's you can learn how to, that skill, or you can connect with the right people, and uh, and and that's the value of of my fourth question. We're getting ahead of ourselves here, but uh, but the 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 way that we overcome those limiting beliefs is with a a new truth about reality. Yeah. Again, uh, a, a limiting belief is a misunderstanding of the right. present. Right. So. I have I have misinterpreted events about my abilities, my intelligence, my capacity, mm-hmm. uh, the people that I know, my education, and so I've got to look at that differently. And and a lot of times the, liber- the, the liberating truths that I learn come from just observing what others have done, mm. other what other pastors have done, what other men have done, what other husbands have done, and I say, well, if they could do it. And they have actually more difficult, more uh, bigger challenges than I have. Well, then I can do it. Yeah, you know, and so I can I, I can bust through some of those limiting beliefs because I see others doing the things that I'm hoping to do, whether that's to get in shape or run a marathon or uh, or, or or you know grow multi go to a mother another multi site. You know, we're a multi site right, church. Right, it's right. like can we go to a fifth site or a sixth site or a seventh site? Well, there are there are churches out there doing that, right? And so that's why we, uh, in large part we believe we can do it, yeah, <laughs> because others are doing it. So it's exposing yourself to the successes of other people can help you to overcome those limiting beliefs. And getting real with what those were last year mm-hmm. and moving forward. Now, you alluded to the fourth question. Yes. And uh, so can you give that one? We'll jump right in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, here it is. Ready? Who's going to help you? Who's going to help you? Right. Because no one no one achieves their goals by themselves. It's oh, just, and I think that's a lie people believe, Pastor Danny, that uh, every self-made man or woman was self-made. No. It's That's not true. actually not true. It's not true. If you talk to successful people, they will tell you uh, on their journey, they ran into this person, they helped them to overcome this obstacle, they yep. helped them get connected with this person, and mm-hmm. then they helped them take this course. Every single time there is a group of people around a successful person that's helped them to achieve their goals. And uh, this also is something that Michael Hyatt covers in his in his book, Best Year Ever. The title is chapter, the the chapter 12, the journey is better with friends. And in the in this chapter, he talks about uh, J.R.R. Tolkien and uh, his friend, C.S. Lewis. And you know, I'm a huge yeah, C.S. Lewis yeah, fan, yeah. you are too. Uh, and, and after Tolkien wrote The Hobbit, his publisher came to him and said, hey, we want more. We want more material, mm-hmm. we want more mm-hmm. books. And, and Tolkien actually was frustrated because he said, I don't have anything left to say about Hobbits. <laughs> Can you imagine that? No, yes, but no. <laughs> and, and so, but they said, hey, we want more material. And so he committed to write, but then he was struggling. And this is yeah. what he says about his friendship with C.S. Lewis. He says, quote, only by his support of mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis and his friendship did I ever struggle to the end of the labor. The unpayable debt that I owe to him was sheer encouragement. He was for long my only audience. Mm-hmm. Only from him did I ever get the idea that my quote stuff 
could be more than a private hobby. Mm. But for his interest and unceasing eagerness for more, I should never have brought the Lord of the Rings to conclusion. Mm. You think about that. The Lord of the Rings, we wouldn't have that. There'd be no movies. I know the books are great. No movies. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Without the friendship of C.S. Lewis. I mean, how important is it to have somebody in your corner pulling for you, encouraging you and say, hey, you can do this, holding you accountable. And so I would say that you have to, if you want to change your life, make, you know, set, set, reach these goals and uh, you have to have a group of people around you, at least one or two people that you've shared these ideas with. Here's what I'd like to do with my life. Will you be on my team? Mm-hmm. Will you be part of my support system mm-hmm. uh, if you'd like to, you know, really, really make a difference? And I do think that it's so important to have that person to give you that little boost too, in, in to the to over the limiting beliefs. I remember um, when I was like the nursery and preschool director, and um, another woman on our senior leadership team, Jenny, was my boss, and it was her encouragement when I was transitioning that like boosted me to think, oh, you can be an executive pastor. You can move forward. Mm. And and even today, I think about uh, my accountability, my professional accountability partner that I meet with weekly, Chris, if it wasn't for mm-hmm. her, I wouldn't have launched my own podcast. I wouldn't have um, continued to grow spiritually even. And because I have limiting beliefs too. I mean, we're all only human. Absolutely. But the liberation that you can get from other people's words is amazing. And their encouragement and the fact that the, they encourage you that nobody is getting through this on their own. On their own. Because we would never we would never attribute The Hobbit to C.S. Lewis right. or Lord of the Rings to C.S. Lewis. But obviously he played a major role mm-hmm. in that. And behind people are the are the pillars that have built them up. I love that question just because I've seen it come to fruition in my in my own life. So and I'm good. sure you have too. We all we get coaching. All of us get coaching. Absolutely. No one's above it. Absolutely. Our church would not be where it is today without us reaching out to coaches to help us work through the next stage or the issues that we're having. And we've done that for, for years and years. And we owe a lot of our success, obviously to God and, and helping oh, us, sure. but, but to the outside influences and coaches we've hired. So uh, at the end of every podcast, it's almost become a tradition now that you give us some closing thoughts. So what are today's closing thoughts? Nothing, nothing too deep. Just want to okay. repeat the idea <laughs> that, uh, that questions are powerful and yeah. they really can cause you to think differently and come up with answers. There's learning and questions. Yeah. So ask them, ask them of yourself, ask them of people around you. Um, if you'd like to get to the next level in your, level in your life, ask tough questions to yourself and answer them honestly mm-hmm. and you will find the answers you need to get to the next level. Well, we always enjoy our time with you. You help us with our breakthroughs. If there was anything you heard about today, books, the article, even Pastor Danny's coaching, we're going to link all of that in the show notes month after month. We're so grateful that you share this podcast, that you listen every month to us, and we want your feedback. We want to hear what you would love to hear about. So we can't wait to talk to you again next month, and uh, we hope you have a great new year. God bless.